All right, ready when you are. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the G Talk Show with G Mama, Josh, and Tony. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, you got a Jeep, want a Jeep, never driven anything but Jeeps? Well, this show is for you. Our team repairs, builds, and wheels our Jeeps, and we're here to inform and entertain you about, well, Jeeps. You never can tell where the conversation will lead. Hey, Josh. You know, I was listening to the news today on the way to work, and I was thinking of you. Um, I heard a story about how a man stole eight cars. Not nine, eight. And he <laughs> fell asleep in the last one. Tammy, I wish that that had happened with my car, at least my Honda. At least that way the police could have arrested the guy that mm-hmm. stole it. Uh, Tony, have you ever had a car stolen like mine? You know, Josh, I haven't. Uh, and, and I was thinking, all you need to do is make the interior of your Honda more nap appealing, nap friendly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> put, some, <laughs> put some throw rugs, a few pillows in there, you know, uh, butch it up a little bit. <laughs> that's just what they need yeah hey josh what's naps coming up here free naps coming right here every doors wide open <laughs> hey josh what's what's coming up in this episode well tony we've got jason buckles with bolt you guys know bolt the bolt lock people they're pretty cool and speaking of my ever stolen car Nikki g calls in and shares some more honda advice for us and in this oh, week gosh. in jeep it's competitions <laughs> and rollovers Tammy will be talking about some Jeep Mama Jeep hacks in Wrangler Talk. We're going to be approaching the end of Steve's detailed Dana 30 information package in Jeep Tips and maybe even a little something else for you, too. So stay tuned. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And this Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Hey, looking for a way to support the show? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. And small fraction from anything you purchase using that link will go towards helping out the Jeep Talk Show. If you like what you hear, have gotten benefit from anything that we do here, then please consider giving back. Go click our Amazon button at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, back on episode 350, we broke the news about a web series TV show that's airing celebrities competing in a Jeep Wrangler design contest. The show is called Jeep Wrangler Celebrity Customs, and it's getting a fair amount of attention. This, of course, might be in part due to the celebrities they feature alongside some pretty sick Jeeps. Some pretty big names and one pretty face might have so far graced the show with their presence. But aside from that, it appears as if this has turned from a celebrity challenge to more of a battle of the sexes. For years, vehicle customization and off-roading were predominantly a male-driven sport. Over the last five or ten years or so, this has been blown out of the water substantially as more and more women find that they've been bitten by the Jeep bug or enjoy the outdoors more than their male counterparts. And when it comes to designing cool Jeep Wrangler concepts in an online competition, it turns out women are a little better than men at this. Well, at least Maria Menounos is. The Sirius XM host thrashed the competition to create her dream Jeep, as she beat out baseball legend Alex Rodriguez and New York City restaurant media platform The Infatuation's Andrew Steinthal and Chris Stange at the big reveal Wednesday night. As a huge Boston Red Sox fan, Maria Menounos came armed with plenty of trash talking, mostly aimed at her <laughs> New York Yankees nemesis, A-Rod. Menounos' winning, winning four-wheeled creation had a teal, blue, and white Venice Beach theme going on and came complete with a doggy bed. 
treats holder, and a makeup compact on the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, A-Rod's futuristic design looked like it had been driven off the set of Battlestar Galactica. The 14-time MLB All-Star from Miami decked it out with a nightclub-quality sound system, an iPad flushed into the dash, and a cigar humidor in between the front seats, along with an insane wheel and tire setup that gave this Wrangler a very unique look. The Infatuation's Jeep was electric blue and came complete with an ice cream maker that unfortunately served melting soft serve. How a teal Barbie Jeep won over either of these is beyond me, but I have a suspicion that it had more to do with a pretty smile than winning design concepts. Now, if you'd like to see these Jeeps for yourself or catch any of the six-part web series, we'll have a link for you that you'll need in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. You know, Josh, it strikes me that uh, this is kind of Tammy's story. Uh, she got into Jeeps about four or five years ago and uh, about, about the thing that you're talking about. Is it has embraced the, the modifications of her Jeep, and it's, it's a very similar story to hers. Yeah, these people are working with a far substantially larger budget than Tammy's working with. I'm going yeah. to go way out on a limb here and say there's probably a couple extra zeros on, on their budget than there is in Tammy's. So, Tammy, yeah, like, do, you think that, the- do you think that getting a, a place to put your dog so you don't have to carry the, the pooch in your purse would be a, 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 a something you'd be interested in doing? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking at the Jeeps and the two pictures, and I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, we, no. got, we no, have a couple I, of pictures will- in the show notes that uh, Tammy's referring to that only the hosts see, but we'll put that in our show notes. Now, I will say this. The, the, the winning Jeep out of these two, Maria Minosa's design, um, it definitely has a little bit more of a classic look to it. It has yeah. some CJ-inspired theme uh, right. to it that I'm seeing a little bit. Definitely more of an off-road-inspired rig, certainly ready for the beach. Now, the other one from, from Aaron Rodriguez, uh, I mean, does definitely looks like something straight out of Transformers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely more of a street Jeep with some very unique lines and whatnot. So um, way different takes on it, on the same concept. We're talking identical vehicles here. These were both 2018 JL Wranglers at the start. Uh, of course, they've been modified severely, and uh, apparently uh, I don't know what the judging means they are or who determines the winner, but uh, Maria Menounos won at least this round. So. So when you say 2018, uh, you're referring to the JL, right? I mean, I, see I am it, referring I, to the JL. Yeah. I see that hers is a JL, and you can't tell what what the black one is because they no, put that, the, yeah, that front thing on there. Completely different grill design on that one. So yeah, very very unique. I'll just say this: nothing says off road like 27 inch rims and uh, three inch uh, depth tires. <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't seen these shows, but I'm wondering if these folks that are helping them customize them are like, oh, geez, what are you thinking? No, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I, not. I think you see stuff like this at SEMA, and I, I bet you that there's a, uh, you know, especially when you're spending this kind of money, you want to give people what they want, and and the the big wheels and thin tires, rubber band wheel uh, tires, rather, is the thing is the style at least it has been for a while and i think it still is it's not something that i'd want to do to my jeep but that is something that stands out and certainly looks different of course that's what a a lot of jeeping is is the customization so i can certainly understand it even if it's not the way i would customize it well and the level of customization that these things are at are are at that show vehicle level i mean like you said it you said it these are like sema vehicles these these are you know a big you know convention center type of show vehicles you know you type of you, you see only on the you know the rotating stand amidst the you know 10,000 people type of thing these kinds of jeeps these aren't the kind of jeeps that you would see in your neighbor's driveway it looks like they're all jls too when they started out 
Yeah. Yep. yep well, he's at 2018. I just didn't know if it might have been the JK. Uh, right. In no, there. I, this is this is inspired. I mean, this is uh, sponsored by Jeep Official. This is oh, a sort of a, this is their right. thing. So this is this is their way of sort of right. hey, look what you can do to our brand new Jeep that just came out. You can modify it too. Oh, look, here's all this aftermarket stuff that will keep your warranty. It may not look like this, but hey, look at the JL. Can you imagine? You know, I think it's it, it's a big PR thing for the jail, can ultimately. You, can you imagine sitting in the meeting and you go, hey, you know what? I got this great idea. Let's <laughs> encourage people to modify their Jeep Wranglers. Because, you know, they don't do that enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Bob, you're fired. No, and somebody <laughs> said, Bob, can you lead us up on that? And Bob says, yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> I don't know. It kind, of, it kind of annoys me that they're celebrities. Why don't they pick, like, normal Joe Blow people to do it? They want people to watch. Oh, because yeah, Joe I, Blow people don't have the kind of money they need to modify these yeah, kinds of Jeeps. I mean, I, I would well, highly. Should, give me a budget of, you know, 50,000 50, and I could. All right. So now you Jeep would be better. Now uh, you've been able to buy the Jeep now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <right. laughs> OK, here's my door handle insert. I'm thinking of a sticker. I'm thinking of a different direction here. I wonder if Maria's uh, ser- series is it serious contract. Uh, I yeah. wonder if that allows her to uh, do interviews on podcasts because uh, I think that'd be fun. A fun interview. Best of luck. Well, if, uh, if Maria or uh, A-Rod or anybody else involved uh, with no. this show is listening, uh, no, we'd love Maria. to have you on. No, just oh, Maria. Okay. okay. <laughs> in, studio, in studio interview, right? Yeah. I'll interview A-Rod. I'll go out there and interview him if you guys pay for it. <laughs> can I... <laughs> Can I call he you Mr. This show makes money. I know. Yeah. Can, can you can I call you Mr. Rod? <laughs> oh god. Okay, Josh, Goodness. next story, please. All right. So, uh before we get into this next story, I, I want to say that I, I had to read this off the air no less than a dozen times because I couldn't make it through it uh without getting a little emotional. Uh it seems that the 2018 really ha- has been one hell of a year for Jeep rollovers and uh this latest one is uh, is certainly a doozy. An Oklahoma grandfather is being credited with saving his 13-year-old grandson's life earlier this month after the Jeep they were traveling in during an off-roading trip fell 150 feet off a New Mexico cliff. 63-year-old Jerry Greeno of Yukon died September 2nd on a trip to Red River with his son-in-law, Tony Curley of Edmond, and twin grandsons, Austin and Tyler Curley. Tyler was with his dad in their Jeep, and Austin was with his grandfather, who the boys called Papa, in his Jeep when the vehicle went off the side of the mountain as they descended. Austin managed to use the CB radio to call for help before the Jeep began rolling. His brother relived the moment everything went wrong. We got stuck on a rock, and so my papa tried to floor the Jeep to get it over the rock, and the rock slid out, and we just rolled down the hill, Austin said. Greeno did all he could to protect his grandson. Recognizing the moment for what it was, Jerry grabbed a hold of his grandson and just cocooned him during the violent rollover. Wrapping his arms around the boy tight, he protected him from as much as he could as the Jeep rolled down the side of the mountain. Austin recalled the moments before he was ejected from the Jeep. He says, I remember him, his arms being around me because I held onto his right sleeve all the way down until he let go of me and I lost grip and flew out. When the Jeep came to a rest, Tony Curley used the winch of his own Jeep to repel down the mountain to where his son and father-in-law lay injured. With Tyler working the winch to pull them back up, Tony Curley got Austin to safety. A couple who had happened by and began helping in the rescue took Austin down the mountain to a rescue crew who flew him to University of New Mexico Hospital in Albuquerque. His injuries were severe and extensive. He had internal bleeding, and they had to remove his spleen, his mom Amanda Curley wrote on Facebook. 
He has several broken ribs on the left, a collapsed left lung, severe lacerations to his pancreas, his legs, arm, and head. He has fractures in his neck and back, and both clavicles or collarbones are broken too. The teen who lost more than 40% of his blood volume even had to be resuscitated at one point. Despite the massive amount of physical damage caused by the crash, Austin survived and has recovered enough that he was allowed to return to uh, uh, Oklahoma last week. Grandfather Jerry Greeno unfortunately died at the scene, despite heroic efforts of his son-in-law and a passerby. One of them was a paramedic and, and by trade and went down to the scene just moments after it happened and performed 15 to 20 minutes worth of CPR on Jerry. Just never gave up. Unfortunately, the man was gone. Amanda Curley told reporters, quote, There is no doubt in my mind my daddy gave his life to save my son, and he would do it over and over again. That's just who my dad was. On Facebook, on Facebook, the distraught daughter described her father as a man who loved his family and loved the mountains, where he ventured every year with his son-in-law. And this year, he was beside himself with joy that his two grandsons were coming with him on this trip for the very first time. A dear man, a loyal jeeper, and a hero to one young boy. Our hearts and prayers and deepest condolences go out to the family in their time of loss. There is no better death uh, than a death uh, saving someone or other people. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't think there's uh, anything that keeps you from in heaven uh, when that, uh, when you do that, that selfless act. Indeed. Well, if you guys have a news tip or you have a response to any one of our stories, please make sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com/contact and find out how. And coming up here later in the show, we're going to have an interview with Jason Buckles from Boltlock. You guys might know them as the company who can, uh, well, pretty much key any lock to, well, key their locks to uh, your Jeep key. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. This is Steve, 4.3 LXJ, with another Dana 30 Jeep Tip, and, uh, as you've noticed, we're starting to get into uh, steering options and so forth. And there's a number of kits out there and there's some okay things and there's some things I don't like about them. Uh, a lot of the kits use heim joints. And what a heim joint is, is a tie rod end that's exposed on both sides instead of having the, the uh, upper side covered up. The problem with these is that they can stretch. Uh, they're, they're not as strong as a regular tie rod end. And the other thing is, is they wear out. They are not lubricated. They're open to dust and mud and whatever. And so you have to replace them periodically. And the uh, thing about these uh, uh, heim joints is that uh, uh, they offer... A decent steering as long as they hook to the same place that they normally would hook up on the knuckle, uh, or both of them rather, uh, you'll be going from a Y link to a separate drag link and a separate tie rod. And they hook up to about the same place and you can change configurations a little bit, but that's basically how they work. And they do steer all right as long as you don't get wear on the heim joints, and when you do, you're going to want to replace them. Um, they get too wore out. You can get death wobble and uh, clicking in your steering and stuff like that. So that is a disadvantage of them. So uh, we're going to talk about other options, and uh, so we'll uh, do that later. Till then, we see you on the trail. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast.
Hey, the next time you're online, we'd like for you guys to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network website. I just head over to 4x4radionetwork.com, all one word there. You'll see the Jeep talk show there, of course, but we've got a little something for, well, your non-Jeep buddies, too. It's okay. It's not their fault. Be sure to tell them about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, the Trail Chasers podcast, and our newest member, the On the Trail podcast. Bunch of off-road stuff there. Got something for everybody. Head over to 4x4radionetwork.com today. Jeez, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm like, whoa, what's that? That was fun. That was really fun. That um, is a song that I had made specially for me to um, make go her feel, against. Make herself feel better about not having a red yes. Jeep. <laughs> no, it's to go against the Tony's Red Jeeps Are Sexy song. So anyway, mine is much better. And we will be voting on that, so call in and place your vote. <laughs> um, anyway, so Jeep Mama Jeep Hacks. Tony and Josh, I'm back to my top five series. I know everybody's missed it. So this one is my top five Jeep Mama Jeep Hacks. And these are things to do before you hit the trails to make your time on the trails go just a little bit more smoothly. Now, the first one is set your side mirrors before you head out so you can you want to adjust them so you can see your rear tires. Now, even though you've made it over that obstacle with your front tires, you still need to make it over that obstacle with your rear tires. And this is especially important for the longer wheelbase vehicles um, because, you know, you, you have a longer wheelbase. And... Um, you're going to want to watch your rear tires as you go over that obstacle because you're going to want to watch to make the, the side the side wall of your tire is not going to be scraping up against trees or rocks or you're going to want to watch for those um, jetting out roots of trees that happened on the trail the weekend I went women's wheeling, one of the Grand Cherokees, she actually punctured two tires. Anyway, you're just going to want to watch to make sure you're going over the rock properly or the tree stump. So that's G-Pack number one. G-Pack number two, and I know um, all the seasoned off-roaders knows um, this is an obvious one, but as a beginner, I had no clue at all that I was going to be bouncing around and in all these off-camber situations I was going to get in. So a simple thing is your lunchbox, a flashlight, sitting your handheld walkie-talkie, bottle of water, it could be dangerous when your Jeep's bouncing around and these things become little missiles in your Jeep. So you're going to want to secure all your items before you hit the trails. Jeep off-road, pre-off-road hack, the third hack, is recovery items. You want them to be easy access for you. Now, Someone shared this with me probably three years into my off-roading, and I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? 
And luckily, I didn't need to use my off-road recovery gear until um, the past year and a half, two years. But I like to keep my recovery strap, my soft shackle, and my gloves. And I guess if you have a snatch block or maybe a D-ring that you're not that you don't keep on your fender, you want to keep. All, I keep all of mine underneath my front driver's seat. This way, in case I get stuck. Um, and I don't want to get out and walk in the mud or walk in the water or just even to get out and walk around my Jeep to get in the back of my Jeep, open the tailgate, go searching for all my recovery gear, or even maybe I have to crawl across my seats to get into the back. These items are easy to get to, and you don't have to spend a lot of time digging around for those. Jeep hack, mom, Jeep mama hack number four. And everybody should carry these in their Jeep when you go off-roading, either mud boots or rain boots. And when I'm not off-roading, mine are in the trunk of my Jeep. But before I hit the trails, I gather them up and put them in the back of my driver's or passenger seat. This way, if I do get in a muddy situation or a wet situation, I don't have to get out of my Jeep, go in the back and get them. I can just grab them and put them on in my front seat. And it was funny, somebody commented on a video where I mentioned this and they said um, that I'm pretty amazing if I can put my Jeep boots on while I'm still sitting in the driver's seat without having to get out. But I guess women are just a little bit more flexible. But um, And I, some people like to wear their mud boots or rain boots when they drive off-roading. I don't. I have my hiking shoes. That just It's a little easier for me to drive that way. So Jeep hack number five. And this one only works if you don't have a passenger unless you make the passenger ride in the back seat. Um, when you're off-roading, you're always going to want to have snacks and drinks on the trail because you're going to want to stay hydrated and full of energy. I used to keep my little lunch cooler in the back of my, in the passenger seat in the rear. But this is hard if you're on the trails and you're driving and you want to quick grab some water or you're like, oh, I need those pretzels or I want my Twizzlers. I keep mine in the front seat now and I keep it strapped in with the seatbelt. That way I have easy access to my snacks and my lunchbox is not going to go flying all over my Jeep when I hit all those big bumps. Anyway, you can find these Jeep hacks in a Jeep Mama's Garage video on my YouTube channel. Just go over to YouTube and search Jeep Mama. And while you're there, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And these are just a couple of Jeep hacks when you're off-roading. I know everybody has tons of ideas out there. So I want to know what are your tips you can share with us? What do you do before you hit the trails to make your time on the trails a little bit easier? And next week, I'm going to share my top five items you need to check after you've spent the day on the trails before you hit that asphalt to head back home. So, Tammy, have you checked to see what happens when you do a uh, you do a search for Jeep M A M A? Does it take it? Uh, does it find your YouTube channel, or is it only M O M M A? I never have tried that. I, I thought I'd tell the tell the listeners that it's uh, you need to do M O M M A, which I think is a less common way. Uh, at least yeah. for me, when I think of Mama, I always think of M A M A. So, uh, when, right. you're, when you're searching for that, uh, search for Jeep M O M M A. I need to clarify that it was. Um, I think when I was applying for all my social media stuff, a lot of those spellings were taken. Oh, yeah. The most common so, ones usually are. Yeah. 
So, Josh, I was thinking uh, for if Tammy's going to be doing these top fives, what do you think about uh, we get a little, uh, you know, uh, that blast music and go, number five. Oh. <laughs> a little oh, bit of yeah. echo and, you yeah, know. Yeah, right. And then we have to play it while Tammy's talking over it and then rewind it and try it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I searched Jeep M-A-M-A and I popped up. So Okay, good. So you should be able to do either one. You're, you're that big of a deal. I, I guess I am. You are hey, the, Tammy, um, the mama. A, a ton of good info in this top five list. I'm uh, glad you brought that up because a lot of it's very poignant for uh, for trail riding. And, and you know, as we're getting into fall and stuff and the tail end of winter, a lot of people are, are hitting the trails because it's a lot, you know, nicer out yeah. there. There's a little bit of rainfall. It's not as dusty. It's not quite as hot. You know, you get all the autumn leaf colors and, and stuff like that. Definitely a, a a very high activity point of the year, I would say. Um, you mentioned a, a mirror hack in there, and I just want to share with you my favorite mirror hack that, that I, I like sharing with every Jeeper, especially the new Jeepers out there uh, who may have bought a Jeep. Maybe it's even a lifted Jeep, slightly modified or something like that. And, uh, and that rear view mirror hey, that's almost on, in the... Hang on one second. Number five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that rear view mirror that's almost in the middle of the windshield. Um, what I like to do is flip the rear view mirror upside down. You just rotate yep. it 180 degrees. And what that does is, is it kind of puts the rear of your mirror up a few more inches, um, and then you can angle it down a little bit. And what that does is it kind of gives you a little bit of a higher angle view back down, and you can kind of see a little bit better out of your, out of your rear view mirror that way. Um, really simple, very easy Jeep hack. I think every Jeeper needs to do it. Uh, for some of you Wrangler guys out there, you may, depending on uh, what you have as far as roll cage or top goes, you may have to remove your top in order to do that. Um, but uh, I, another thing you mentioned, another thing you mentioned, Tammy, um, about the boots when you drive. Number four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I, I'm a big proponent for wearing the boots the entire time. And, and here's why. When you are switching back and forth between, you know, something like boots and shoes or whatnot, the soles are completely different. And if you're in a situation where you have to move your Jeep really quick, you're in a recovery or you're in an off-camber situation where you maybe have to get out and spot yourself or, or you know, something where you have to, you're getting in and out of the Jeep during the point of a trail, um, you're, you're going to be wearing off-road shoes. You're going to be wearing your hiking boots, your, your shoes, whatever. Tennis shoes, probably not the best idea. All Everybody, you know, your own poison, you know, your, whatever you want to wear, whatnot. But I like wearing the same shoes that I'm going to be driving in the entire time. And here's why. Because I get used to them. You get used to feeling the pedals through the soles of the shoes. You know, anytime you get in, in, into a vehicle and you're wearing boots and you haven't been wearing boots in a long time, you can hardly feel the pedals. You don't know where they're at. You don't yeah. know where the ends of those shoes are and, and whatnot. If you wear them a little more often, you get them broken in really good, you know, they become like a second pair of tennis shoes. And you get them really familiar when you're driving your Jeep. And uh, there's none of that, oops, I accidentally hit the gas pedal instead of the brake pedal type of thing. And you Well, know I know... Well, the I have hiking boots. That's what I wear. Um, but I was, yeah, I was specifically talking about. I also carry my rain boots with me that go up to my knees. So if there's Good a big Lord, puddle, you got the waders out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> got a fly fishing pole on the roof, just right. ready to go. <laughs> those are those are the boots that I was talking about because some of the mud out there is. And I don't want to get my socks all wet. So, um, oh, I know it's, it's, it's a girl thing, but Josh is so right about, 
I have seen so many people on, on the trails that are wearing flip-flops, tennis shoes. Oh, good Lord. You know, you, you need to be wearing good, solid work boots, I guess you would call them, right? Well, I mean, you know, wear what you'd wear to hike up the side of a mountain, to climb right, on exactly. rocks with, uh, to play exactly. in the mud with. You know, I mean, it's it's that, and that's what you're doing. So, you right. know, flip flops aren't aren't exactly uh, OSHA approved for wheeling. You know, you know, I don't know. right? In, in some situations, uh, and Tammy, I think you've gone through this. I think you should be wearing something with metal cleats on it, so that you can go up uh, a trail, an incline or a decline that your uh, Jeep was easily able to traverse. And you're uh, slipping and sliding down it and trying to, to stay right. on uh, two two feet. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, Josh you, is right. You want the same kind of traction that your Jeep has. You're not gonna you're not gonna take a Jeep with uh, racing slicks uh, up up the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're gonna have some big meats and so should your shoes. And don't forget to carry those waders. <laughs> hey, hey, folks, oh. coming up late. Coming up later in the show, we're going to hear from Nikki G. And I, I think a nice fly fishing set up along with us is always a good idea. <laughs> Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a tank big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Well, greetings and salutations, boys and girls. We have another interview this week for you. And uh, unfortunately, we uh, we stated last week that it was going to be uh, Tuffy Products that was going to be on. And unfortunately, uh, there was a scheduling conflict and they couldn't be with us. But thankfully, uh, the, the fine people at Bolt were able to, to join us tonight. And uh, specifically, Jason Buckles uh, is going to be with us. And, uh, you know, we spoke with Jason before, Tammy. I don't know if you recall uh, back on the uh, Jeep Talk uh, call-in show, you and I, uh, I sure do. spoke with Jason. And, uh, and he's going he's gonna to give us a little something extra tonight. And you'll, you guys will need to stay, uh, stay tuned to hear about what that little extra something is uh, that Jason's going to be providing us. Uh, now, Jason's been with Bolt Lock for a little while now, he, uh, I guess around f- uh, five or so years, and mm-hmm. uh, he was recently promoted to uh, the new sales account manager. Tammy, did you realize we were dealing with an underling the last time we were talking? I did not know. He was, but know. he did a great job. I had no idea. He was idea. awesome. <laughs> so apparently that, that, that awesomeness translated in the job, and that's why they promoted him. Congratulations. That was a recent promotion, wasn't it, Jason? It was. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was really recent just a couple months ago and i'm really happy to be back with you guys tonight so he's like really excited to be with bolt this is a perfect opportunity for him to get on and and sing the praises for for bolt we'll have to go back and compare actually you guys will have to go back and compare and see if his his attitude was better on this (laughs) interview (laughs) right after the promotion than what it was you know back when he was uh uh, doing the the prior job what was the job you were doing there before uh jason so before i was doing all the marketing so you know i was Social, we're doing the digital and the print, and so a little bit of everything, talking to consumers, going to trade shows, and all that jazz. So, but now I get to go over to the sales and you know, make some of the big bucks, they say. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I can think that 
with the exception of traveling, which some people are crazy and they enjoy that, uh, I would think going to the sales and trade shows is a lot of fun, uh, getting out there and talking to people face-to-face and answering the questions. But I'm sure you run across a few people that look at you uh, uh, sideways and go, how is this even possible? How can you guys actually uh, do this thing that you do with these locks? Do you, do you have much fun at those uh, those events? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always a ton of fun to get out there and actually talk to these to all these jeepers out there and people who are actually using the product and seeing how they use it and being able to show them how much more convenient we can make people's lives these days with our products. So if, if uh, our listeners don't know what Bolt does, uh, I mean, I, I think maybe you guys have more than one product, but the, the one that you're known for, which is uh, allowing uh, one key to be used for, for various locks, and maybe I just gave away the punchline there. Let people know uh, uh, what, what, what it is that you guys uh, sell that, is, uh, that we're going to be talking about here tonight. Sure. What Bolt is, it's a line of locks that work with your vehicle key. So the first time you get any of our locks, you take your Jeep key or any other vehicle key, you stick it in there, turn it once, done. So you can have one lock, your pet locks, your cable locks, receiver locks. We have some great Jeep products, including our high lift jack mount, J mount, and a hood lock for the JKs um, that all can work off of just one key, your Jeep key. So you never are looking for, where's my keys? I left them on the kitchen table and not out on the out of the trail and I need to get the stuff off. No more of that worry. You have one key for everything. So let, let's say you have, like I have a security console inside um, my center console yeah. and it has a lock. Do you have a replacement lock for that? Is that how that works? Or would I have to buy your product for that? Or I'm, I guess kind of explain how that would work. Sure. I mean, in those kind of cases, I mean, it's all up to how much work you're willing to put in. We do sell our cylinders, so you can just buy a regular cylinder that would for a lock that works with your v, your Jeep key. You can retrofit it into there and make it work, so you, you, you could have your Jeep key open that center console. Um, right. But the ones we are most known for is like our receiver locks and then like our pad locks and our cable locks. Um, okay. Or if those are the ones we're really known for and people have come to recognize as you're driving down the road these days. So when you say a receiver lock, sorry, I'm, you know. Oh, you're uh, thinking football. Yeah. She's thinking football. Yeah. I know. Oh. I'm like, you know, Adam Thielen, <laughs> Stefan Diggs, you know. Um, so when you're saying receiver, you're meaning like the, the toe hitch? Yeah. Thing? So, okay. Like, yep. All those toe hitches. Those, some of those hitches can be like three, four, five hundred dollars a piece. And you don't want someone just walking off with it. Right. Or and it's, so I like to call it it's my $30 insurance policy. You put this lock on there, you, you know which key it's going to be working with, and you know that hitch is not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. So uh, now uh, all the key, all the locks that you sell, uh, basically it's a one-use deal. I mean, whenever you're setting up the key, you take the, the your vehicle key, and it's not just for Jeeps. It's uh, for, for any vehicle that you have. Uh, but you take that key and you set it, for the lock and if you set it wrong uh or use the wrong key you're sol correct pretty much so the locks do permanently learn the first key that they're used on but i mean it's also it makes them more secure um no one come in here and reset your locks on them you're not worrying about some guy on the parking lot you don't know what they're doing and they're messing with your locks and you know getting access to all your stuff because they're able to reset it um but we do build a lot of features into these locks to make it pretty hard to set without 
without doing it correctly. Um, like the key has to be fully inserted, and if it's not, it won't turn, stuff like that. Um, and then they're also, so they are, the locks are make and model specific. It's because vehicle keys differ between different manufacturers. And if you're GM, they like changing their keys every 10 years. Um, but so when you, so we do make it as easy as possible. So you're not going to have any other person be able to walk, make it easy as possible so you can find the locks you need. And the different keys mean, so if someone else just can't walk up, stick their key in and just take it away. They have to, it's, we make it as robust as possible here for you guys. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good idea. I just want to make sure the folks out there listening understand that that's not something that you're going to get. And then, uh, oh, I, I changed vehicles. I'll, I'll just uh, change it to a new key. And it's it's really for that vehicle, or in, specifically for the key for that vehicle. Now, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, I, I don't have anything but Jeeps around here. And everything that we have is one key. Do, do you uh, support, uh, are there any vehicles, any manufacturers that are still using more than one key? And, and would, how would you choose which one you wanted to use? Sure. As far as we know, pretty much every vehicle on the road these days, well, every new vehicle on the road these days only has one key. We're not back in the uh, 90s when GM had a different key for like their car door and their ignition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not ha- out there these days. Um, Good. For the locks <laughs> itself, we support the Chevy, GMC, Ford, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, and Nissan vehicles for the last 20, 25 years. Um, and if someone really is interested in our locks, just hop over to boltlock.com. We have a vehicle match right there on the website. You put your vehicle, make, model, year in, and I'll tell you exactly which locks work with your key. Now, I'm on your website right now, just looking at the, the different um, locks that you have, like the coupler pin lock. What would you yep. use that for? So, say you have a trailer. Um, you have, you're towing some travel trailer. You got some toys uh-huh. on it, or you got you have like a little off-road trailer. You got some of your camping gear on. That'll allow you to lock up the trailer coupler, so you, then you cannot become off the ball when you're out on the okay. road. Okay. And then the J-mount? Yes. What? So our J-mount is one of our most distinctive products we have right now. So when you have a high lift jack, you got the conundrum of where do you put it? I know right. some of those hardcore, hardcore tubers are going to say, stick it in the Jeep because if you leave it outside, it's just going to rust and it's not going to do you any good. But you still get guys who are putting it across their hood and you know that's just right. going to chance to drop it and scratch your hood or you're trying to lift it above your head onto a roof rack and if you have a lifted jeep that's no that's could be five six seven feet in the air if you've got a really high lift on it right right that's a high reach the j mount it allows you to mount the high lift jack right on the a pillar so it's a vertical mount so it's super easy to get to it sits within most of the fenders and within the mirror so you're not worrying about it hanging outside of your jeep so it's Great, easy access to get to it. You're not reaching up above or reach or protect, potentially denting your hood. And it installs in about 10 minutes. It's a no-drill application. Oh, wow. So have you guys considered making like a fake ammo belt to actually hang off of, uh, <laughs> off of that and uh, <laughs> make people think like, oh, my God, it's a, it's a big gun. Why they it's have an these, AK. These, these Jeepers have these big guns. Yeah, it's an assault weapon. My God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I've definitely had seen quite a few memes of people turning that saying, oh, they have an assault rifle on the side of their Jeep. Right. Hey, million dollar idea right there. And and you got it straight from uh, the Jeep talk show, Jason. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Now, does that J-Mount, I know know High Lift is a specific brand. And then there's other 
like um, I think it's Rugged Ridge has a farm jack with that. I think Smittybilt. I think Smittybilt yeah, has a version too. Maybe that's yep. what I'm thinking of. Would it, those jacks work with this as well? Yep. So we have tested it to work with Highlift and Smittybilt, but in a lot of our experience, the one that uh, Smittybilt is, it uses a very generic bar, so it should be able to work with a lot of jacks out there on the road these days. Okay. Excellent. Good question. Because you know what I well, you know what I'm doing, Tony. Oh, that's right. You don't have yeah. a high lift. You no, Tammy, I do. Tammy gets freebies, and <laughs> and and somebody gave her a, a, a another uh, gave her a high lift, but not a high lift brand. So oh, okay. Belt. So I'm shopping right now on the website. Well, how much is that, Tammy? <gasps> it's um 139.25. And that's the ones that stand that's vertically on the pen. side, like on the the driver's side. Uh, correct, Jason? Yep. Oh, yep, those you can mount it. You can mount it either to the driver's side or the passenger side, and it goes right, right. into the same bolts on your A-pillar. I've seen those pictures, you know, because people, uh, they like, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, they like posting pictures of their Jeeps online. And I, I have, you yeah, know, I've, <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen that. That's a really great idea. It's it's very easy to get to. Right. Uh, you don't have to lift it up. Uh, someone like, it's, it's perfect for someone like Tammy. Right. So and that's why I was looking at it because I'm like, right now, mine's doing me no good. Yeah. It sits in my garage. So let me ask you this because yeah. I'm going to ask this for Tammy. Uh, does the does it come in purple? <laughs> it I does not. Think I think I could paint it purple. <laughs> I do have eleven cans of yeah, purple. Yeah, she she had to buy a case of purple paint so she could paint some little something. So she's got all this paint sitting there doing nothing. So uh, that's probably one of the reasons why she's oh I can use some paint for this you know and it won't there go to waste. <laughs> You could definitely paint it. Actually, I saw one at a show once, and a guy had painted a camo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great oh, idea. Yeah, that is okay. a good idea. So, the, talking about the show, I was curious, what is probably the most interesting uh, question or thing that's happened to you uh, at one of these shows? Does anything stick out in your mind? Ooh, that's a tough one. I I still think my all-time favorite question I get at shows is people who come up to me and ask me, so you you set your truck, all your locks, your truck key. But what if you lose your truck key? <laughs> yeah. And I just look at him as like, I think he has slightly bigger problems. Than right. <laughs> exactly. All your stuff at that. Point. I got you. I got you now. Hey, what did you lose the key? You're screwed on all of them. Yes, you certainly right. are. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how you're going to get home after that. So you well, figure that out. First. And, and that's the beauty of this thing is because yeah. uh, you don't know what key it is. You can't remember what key it is. That you need to, to take that trailer hitch off uh, or unlock the uh, the receiver out of there, and and with this you don't have to do that. As long as you have the key that you know that starts the the vehicle, uh, then you know you have the key to do this other thing. Have you had any uh, any problems with uh, maybe keys breaking off or maybe the the key being used too much that it wears out? No, so we don't usually have that problem. All of these keys are cycle tested to thousands upon thousands of uses. Um, and actually, some, the bigger issue we sometimes find um, is not the keys breaking, but as they wear down in the vehicle. I mean, if you have a 10, 15-year-old vehicle, it's an older key in there. Mm -hmm. um, our locks are actually have, they are a lot tighter. There's not as much tolerance to them as your vehicle ignition. <laughs> so you can might be able to turn your truck on still or jeep you'll turn your jeep over but you won't work in the lock anymore we've actually oh. seen that happen in the field <laughs> yeah interesting that makes sense you guys should be making the uh, the locks for uh, for the vehicle manufacturers as well well that's the thing is we do so our parent company is Stratech security we may are the oe manufacturer of locks and keys for gm ford and chrysler 
Dodge Jeep. So we know locks and keys, and we put the same quality we put into those locks right back into these bolt locks too, and we back it with a warranty, it's the limited lifetime warranty. Now, I think you already mentioned some of the locks that you guys have, uh, and, and Tammy uh, is looking at the site. I hate to go to the site because it always messes up uh, the, the Skype audio, so uh-huh. I, I don't have that luxury. Uh, but can, can you go over what, uh, what kind of locks that you have and uh, maybe the most popular one? Sure. I mean, definitely some of our most popular locks, we have our receiver lock, perfect for L classes of receivers. We have class one through five, we have receiver locks for that. And of course, we have padlocks, cable locks. We've talked about our coupler pin lock. Um, if you got your towing toys or anything else, we now have, it's our off vehicle coupler lock. It's perfect for locking up your trailer when it's not on your vehicle. It's all quarter inch hardened steel plates, so no one is getting through that. For Jeep specifically, we've talked about J-mount, our high-lift jack mount. Uh, of course, we also have a spare tire. And then uh, one of our most popular right now is we have a hood lock for the JKs. So you can you know, was... lock that hood and don't get into that anymore. Yeah, because it, it doesn't take much that. to get into those uh, Wrangler hoods. Oh, no. What, um, where, would that, where would you mount? I guess I could look at the picture to see where you mount that. But where would you mount that? So it mounts right underneath the Jeep logo in the center of your grill. So you just take your grill off. You put it mounted on there. It's four rivets. It goes in super fast. And we give you all the hard, the rivets and the hardware to put your grill back in place afterwards. So are so you? So then for- you just kind of put the key in this in between the slots to open it up? Yep, or am I exactly. Picturing? Okay. Okay. So I don't know if you're familiar with the the inserts that you can put in, in the grill. And it kind of gives you a picture that's behind the, the slots. Do you, right. do you know if, if that would work if you had an a insert? Tammy has an insert in hers. So it depends on the insert. For the most part, you would have to have some sort of opening underneath that where the Jeep logo is for you to be able to get your key in. Um, but if people are looking for specific inserts, we may have partnered with companies. For example, T-Rex Grills makes a mesh insert that actually leaves a hole for your key to go into for our hood lock. Mm-hmm. So worst case, you could just uh, put a notch in that insert so you could get to the uh, the lock, Tammy, I bet, because it's probably up towards yep, the right. top. Yep, it's up towards the top. It's like right almost at the top of the um, the slot. Okay, so if uh, if you guys uh, listening out there are uh, concerned because, you know, I got an insert in there and I can't use one of those things. Right. Little ingenuity, uh, you uh, you can make it work. And isn't that what being a Jeeper is all about anyways? It Little is. Ingenuity. <laughs> yeah, modifying. We love to modify everything, right? Got to make it your own. <laughs> right. And uh, let's see, I was going to ask you something else about this. Um, the, um, oh, oh, oh I, I did read that you're going to SEMA this year. Uh, so is that something that you, is it, are you guys new to SEMA or is that something that uh, you guys have been going to for some time now? Oh, yes. We've been going to SEMA for quite a few years and definitely always excited to go and show off our new stuff and our new builds we have every year. So if people are curious about uh, looking, maybe getting hands-on on on some of these locks, maybe asking some questions, and you're going to SEMA, you guys can uh, go out there and look uh, look for uh, Bolt, uh, the Bolt lock people. And uh, Jason, you're going to be out there. uh, Is that correct? Yes, I will. They could definitely come by, see us, and see the products and hold it in their hands. Because definitely that's one of the best parts of going to all these different shows is when people get a chance to hold in their hands and truly see how easy it can work and how much easier your life could be with our products. And you can feel the quality too. You can probably, I'm sure you guys have a key you can stick in there and feel the quality of uh, how it's made and how it, how it feels when you turn the key. Um, So if somebody wanted to uh, put a, uh, a matching key 
uh, or maybe just a better lock on their, you know, Tammy had already talked about the center console, uh, but maybe the glove compartment. Uh, Tammy, is there anything else that locks on a JK besides those two things, the doors, the the tailgate, Uh, and uh, that's it, right? Right. Unless you, I mean, like I have the the Tuffy product center console that I put into. Oh, that's the insert you were talking about, right? Like, and some people get the under the seat lock boxes or yeah for so situations like that right. jason i think you already answered this but i was i didn't quite understand it so maybe somebody else missed it too can you replace those locks so that with the bolt locks so that you can have the single key for everything in your vehicle so our locks in general are both wider and longer than a traditional lock cylinder it's because of the size of the vehicle key we're working with here sure but just a little bit of that cheaper ingenuity you can definitely retrofit our lock to fit some of those things excellent yeah, they have a little thing. That's, it looks like the cylinder, correct? Yep. yep. Yeah. We make our, just a plain cylinder. You can buy those. It's a pretty easy cam with just need an e-clip to put it back on the back. So you can make up a cam that would work with whatever you're trying to put together. So real quickly, tell me how you go about setting the lock for the first time. And I'm sure there's instructions on this, but nobody likes reading instructions. And maybe they'll just listen to the podcast to find out. So if you, <laughs> you, got, your, <laughs> you got your bolt lock and you're, you're going to set it up, uh, how complex is that to do? It is probably one of the easiest things you're ever going to do. We like to say it's easy as one, two, three. First, you get your lock. Two, you take your key. Three, put it in it and turn it. You're done. That's all <laughs> it takes to set the lock. Somebody was very proud of themselves when they came up with that because you can't make it much easier than that. You know, it's the same no, thing you, you do all the time. And uh, the only thing you have to do is just make sure you're using the right key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought this was the right key. I wonder how many calls you guys get from people that uh, keyed it wrong. You know what? We don't actually get that many calls. I think I've had one in the last five years of someone who called this and I said to my wife's key. I can, but I can see that happening, especially if you're in a, a, a multi-Jeep family and all the keys are the same. Yeah. Well, then we just say, just go give it to your wife and get some new ones, right? <laughs> Very true. Early Christmas present. <laughs> right. Very true. Or just switch cars, and you know what? Your wife gets hey. the Jeep, and you get the Prius, right? Now, Jason told us ahead of time because I asked him if he had a uh, if he was actually a Jeep owner, and he said no. But what was it that you said, uh, Jason? As a, as a salesperson, you were saying something about, but you'd really love to have one. <laughs> oh yes, that's definitely something I would like to get, and as probably one of the worst parts of going to all these shows because you get that Jeep envy. <laughs> Yes, I can imagine. Well, whenever you were getting, you were doing this promotion, you should have said, "I'll I'll take the promotion, but I really need a Jeep." Uh, to, <laughs> you know, and, and give them a year range and a model because you you know there's anything they could throw at you, and then uh, you need it. You need it as a sales tool. You I've been trying for the last so five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. And don't forget that if you do get a Jeep, or I should say, when you get a Jeep, make sure you get the proper color, which Black. of course is. Red. <laughs> do you want to well, be seen you're in sales you want to be seen you want something bright here i am you know any of the bright colors but black i mean we're it's like a stealth vehicle i mean it's for us black and red are our colors so i gotta kind of like merge them somehow well there you go black interior there you or, go or you know if you come by our booth at sema you'll be able to see our bright green jeep we're gonna have this year <laughs> oh fun bright fun. colors bright yeah. colors so, uh, you know, Jason, the kids love the social media. So uh, I, I'm sure there's you guys are all over social media. And, uh, and I bet you being in sales and, uh, and in your previous job, 
uh, there at Boltlock. I'm sure you know lots about your social media. Tell the kids where they can find you guys. Sure. They can definitely catch us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all at, at Boltlock. Super easy to get to. And of course, you can visit us on our website at boltlock.com. And actually, if you guys hop over to Instagram right now, we're getting gearing up to hit 20,000 followers right now. So we're doing giveaways oh, every wow. 100 followers. So there's tons of stuff we're giving away right now. Well, I wish you could have uh, done something for us, a little giveaway for uh, the Jeep Talk Show listeners. But uh, I guess you didn't have time for that. Well, you know, I might be able to put something together here. You know, why don't we do this? I have a nice little starter kit here of bolt locks. You know, a receiver lock, padlock, cable lock, and a coupler lock. Um, how about, you know, the first caller that calls in and tells me which Jeep you're going to use your or vehicle you're going to use your locks on, I'll give them a set of locks. Oh, wow. That's great. Very nice. Uh, Tammy, you can't call. Um, oh, darn. I was calling right now, too. <laughs> so, Hi, this is so, uh, so if Susie. You're, so if you're wondering where you call in for this live show, well, it's not a live show, so uh, but you can find out where to call in by going over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for our voicemail number. Call in, and, and what was that line again, uh, Jason? Tell me which vehicle you're going to use these locks on. So what vehicle are you going to use your bolt locks on? Let us know, and if you're the first person to call and, and, leave, the, and leave that answer, we will uh, uh, make you the winner, and we will get the information, uh, the, your mailing information, and uh, send that back to Jason so he can get it on your way. Now, we do want a picture or something after you get that, because uh, we want to see all those goodies that you got uh, here from uh, Bolt Lock and the Jeep Talk Show. Definitely. Make sure to tag Bolt Lock and those pictures, too. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's People love seeing that stuff, especially whenever it's uh, freebie giveaways. Well, Jason, I can't thank you enough for being here tonight. Uh, if there was anything else that you wanted to uh, throw in there before we wrap up, please feel free to do so. Nope, definitely. If you've got any questions, feel free to come visit us on our website at BoltLock.com and all the way on social media at BoltLock. So not that you don't have to have more products, but I just wanted to make sure these are the, the line of products that you have. It all has to do with uh, uh, the keys and the locks. I mean, you know, with a name like Bolt Lock, it probably would have, but I want to make sure there wasn't any other products that you guys also sell. Nope. That's what, our, that's what we're showing here, got here, is um, all line of locks that works your vehicle key. Uh, anything coming down the line that is, uh, like Bluetooth enabled or anything that has to do with the, you know, the, the wireless technology, any, any thoughts I, in that area? I got to keep some secrets and something to come back on to the chair with you guys in the future. All right. All right. Oh, there you go. Well, you got to ask cause you never know what you might break. You know, you might slip up and you'll be out of work the next day, but we'll have that exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for being with us, Jason. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, say thanks again to Jason Buckles for taking the time to talk about Bolt, Bolt Lock, uh, really cool stuff, being able to use your Jeep key to maybe unlock your high lift jack. I mean, really cool stuff there. Hey, do you guys have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry or know somebody who does? Maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Who knows? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Who knows? It could be you. Hey, and coming up next week, we'll be talking with Dawn from Dirty Acres. That's a lot of dirty. Uh, acres and acres of dirty. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I got a theory about Josh's stolen Honda. <laughs> I believe uh, Josh sleepwalks and he walks out to his driveway, is. hops in his Honda, drives it away. And walks back and wakes up in the morning and it's not there. 
That's bad, but what can only make it worse is that Josh sleeps in the buff. Imagine what his neighbors must go through. <laughs> good luck getting that image out of your head now. All right, boys and girls, I'll uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. I'm amazed. Once again, Nikki G ties in to the opening of the show where we talked about making it more nap, uh, the Honda more nap friendly. Isn't that yeah. interesting? <laughs> I know. He's psychic. Something. Oh, Nikki G is certainly something. <laughs> you must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Got ink? Yeah, no, I, I, I got like one. Uh, that's about it. But uh, hey, it's one thing to decorate your Jeep with cool logos and decals and off-road stuff, just all the cool stuff that we do. But it's a whole nother to ink yourself up to prove your brand loyalty. Whether you're planning a prank to shock your parents or maybe you're just attending an upcoming Jeep show or maybe you just want to show off, these temporary Jeep tattoos are the way to go. These 2-inch by 2-inch Jeep temporary tattoos are FDA approved and made in the USA. Each package comes with 10 tattoos, so there's plenty to go around between you and your fellow Jeep buddies. Uh, They're easy to put on and easy to take off, and they are incredible conversation starters. So go ahead, decorate your skin with a Jeep logo. You don't have to worry about permanence with these fun temporary tats. Just remember, if you're the one who passes out next to the campfire first and you wake up with one of these on your forehead, we had nothing to do with it. (laughs) So I have a permanent Jeep tattoo. Um. Just because it's Sharpie and you dress it up every morning, (laughs) it doesn't count. It's um, the infinity sign. And in one part of the infinity, it has the seven slot grill, you know, the the two little headlight circles and then the seven Mm -hmm. lines. And then in the other part of the infinity, it says Jeep. So I thought that's pretty cool. cool. Yep. Josh, I think you're on to something here with this must-have stuff. I'm thinking a little bit of a different thing. Maybe you could use these these rub-ons uh, to do the same thing, but I'm thinking of a Jeep tramp stamp. Oh, good Lord. And, and, <sighs> and this would be great for people that have never driven a Jeep. Oh, even better. Yeah. <laughs> do tell. I, no, do not tell. I don't want to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> no. Get it? Driving. Oh, the I'm Jeep? pretty sure we know what he's thinking. I- <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, okay, um, let's see. Next up, this has this go. Jeep handles really nice. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> well, hey, now that you guys must have one of these nine dollar ten pack of temporary Jeep tattoos, we're gonna make it easy for you. Just go over to JeepTalkShow.com, look for the link in the show notes for episode three fifty two, and you can get some for yourself. How do I turn on the lockers? I need more traction. No. Come on, join in. Playing in the mud. (laughs) Oh oh, no. All right, that's all the time we have for tonight. (laughs) Somebody always has to ruin it. (laughs) Uh, Leave it to Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Tammy's in stunned silence. (laughs) I expect that kind of crap from Tony, but not from you. Jeez. Hey. And you're cracking yourself up. I always yeah, do. Always. I have the most yeah, fun on my jokes. <laughs> now, Josh enjoyed you're that the joke. Only, you could, you're the only one, You couldn't Tony. see him on Skype. He really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I was, I was cracking <laughs> that up. That was a good one. <laughs> That's what she said. All right, well, so... Uh, um, I'm going to be an expert by the end of this month on uh, on tearing apart a Dana 30, no. I tell you what. Oh, uh, 
No, it's not mine. Don't worry. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> not, not mine. <laughs> but uh, no, helping out another Jeep friend, doing some front end work, uh, tearing it down, rebuilding it up a little bit. Uh, this time, thankfully, it was all external, though, uh, just ball joints and steering on this one, uh, some fresh wheel bearings. Uh, so uh, pretty easy, uh, pretty easy job all in all. Um, uh, getting some steering, though, uh, was uh, was kind of unique on this one. Uh, he was going from uh, the completely stock under the knuckle uh, to uh, which is the the inverted Y uh, setup to an inverted T under the knuckle, um, which was like three quarter ton or something like that. I mean, it, it up definitely upgraded. The thing was is that he changed his steering geometry, going from a completely different uh, type of steering. Uh, even though it was still under the knuckle, uh, that drag link was much much longer, uh, going all the way over to uh, to the other knuckle. I'm basically like a crossover steering uh, setup is is what he was going with. Uh, now this was the rugged ridge uh, setup that was uh, that came complete with uh, the drag link, the tie rod, um, and even a, st a new steering dampener, uh, whole nine yards, all the kit and caboodle, all the new tie rod ends and everything else. Um, really beefy set. I was actually uh, fairly impressed. Had I not uh, already done a one ton over the knuckle setup, this would definitely be uh, 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 in my short list as far as considerations go. Uh, quality components. Uh, very well built. The only thing that I really had against this whole kit was the directions were garbage. Um, <laughs> he, he was sat there scratching his head. I mean, he had no idea what to do. And I was like, well, just make it look like your old one. Uh, and this is, of course, sight unseen. I didn't know it was crossover steering at the time. And he's like, well, it's, it's different. And I was like, well, it, it says it replaces the stock steering, right? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's OE replacement. And I was just like, well, then it should match the OE stuff, the original equipment. Um, not so much. Uh, once I, I showed up, I found out that it's a crossover steering setup and it's a little bit different. So what, what does that uh, mean? What does crossover mean? So the crossover steering is, is basically, this is the difference between your stock steering setup, uh, the inverted Y and an inverted T. And what I mean by that is the letter Y, the letter T, the drag link, the part that comes from the steering box, um, and attaches to the tie rod on the stock steering. It, that's, probably about two feet away from the knuckle. It's, it's, it's about a, a third of the way down the length of the tie rod where that drag link connects. Now, on a crossover steering, that connects all the way over at the knuckle. It connects basically at the same tie rod, um, tie rod end as the tie rod is attached to versus attaching somewhere on the tie rod itself. So it's, it's much different steering geometry. What this does is it gives you a little bit more strength in your steering setup. Of course, the larger tubes and the larger rod ends and everything like that provide additional strength. Uh, but but this gives you a little bit better clearance and a little bit better uh, strength in the, in the whole thing. Now, the problem is, is that you've changed the geometry. And what that does, it's going to change your steering characteristics. And, and he, he really wasn't familiar with this. There, nowhere Anywhere in any of the literature does it say that, you know, this might be something that you will incur. There's one little mention of a dead spot that might happen on some installs, but, I mean, it's there and gone, and, and they don't go into, into much detail about it. So um, he's got a little bit of a dead spot common with a crossover or an inverted T steering setup, regardless of whether you're under the knuckle or over the knuckle. There's one thing I wanted to, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because if anybody's out there considering doing some, some major steering uh, work on their Jeep or, or switching over to a stock from a stock setup to an aftermarket setup, be wary of what you're going to be getting yourself into because it's not even though it might be directly bolt on and it might be an upgrade, it might change the way the Jeep handles. It might change the way the Jeep steers. And and he had some changes that 
he's not sure if he likes yet or not. So he's going to drive it around a little while. He's actually uh, heading out of town uh, probably as we speak, uh, driving it about 200 miles out of town to, uh, to a little spot to do some bear hunting. Uh, so hopefully uh, he's going to come back and reward me with my help uh, with some bear meat. But, <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, um, he'll probably have a chance to get used to that steering. Uh, but at first, it kind of left a bad taste in his mouth because of the difference in the way that it performs. So a little bit more off-road orientated versus uh, driving around town very comfortably orientated. So be aware of what you're getting into when you're uh, doing some steering upgrades. A buddy of mine just went through that and uh, got a little bit more than he was bargaining for. You know, I think that's one of the things we don't really warn people uh, about on the show is that I think we take it for granted. And I think, Tammy, you're learning this as you make modifications. When you make modifications to your Jeep and make it more off-road capable, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be street friendly. Uh, it could, mm-hmm. it, right. could, it could really not be street friendly. And, uh, it, depending on where you, I guess what I'm trying to say here is think very carefully. It's wonderful to have a very capable off-road rig, but how much off-roading are you going to do with it? How much on the road are you going to do with it? And it's really, it's like, like life. You need to achieve a balance. Very well put, Tony. I mean, here, here's an example, uh, more recent, uh, something that maybe you guys can relate to a little bit easier. Um, replacing a transmission and motor mounts, going from rubber to polyurethane. <laughs> yeah. Much, much stronger, much better off for an off-road vehicle. However, driving down the road, your teeth are going to be rattling out of your skull. There's a lot more vibrations that are coming from the driveline that are transferred into the rest of the body and thusly into the Jeep and you. Um, than you are typically aware of. That rubber isolates a lot of those vibrations. And just switching something, a direct bolt-in component that does absolutely you know, nothing as far as changing the looks or the performance of your Jeep, just its strength of those components is, is upgraded, um, can drastically change the drivability of your vehicle. So you know, just so, an example to keep in mind, just switching from a rubber to a polyurethane type of component can have a drastic change on your Jeep's drivability. Yeah, and I guess hats off to you on that, Tammy, because you were very slow to do the lift and the bigger tires and, and so on and so forth. But you found, too, that not initially for, for drivability, but you found by making those modifications that it begat other modifications because you had to replace the right. uh, the front drive shaft. Right. And, you know, I could have held out a little longer on my factory drive shaft, but you could already see the grease spewing up into the undercarriage. And yeah, sooner the better. It, right. It would have eventually, you know, gave out. Um, it's going to fail. Well, it's going to fail when you don't need it to. Right. It's exactly. really Murphy's do. Law. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so now I have a partially good extra spare part um, for my drive shaft. But, I mean, the, nothing's going to – No, I'm not even going to say that about my Tom Woods drive shaft. But um, – I think one good thing too, though, I find is I think people quickly modify their Jeeps too quickly before they find out what their Jeep is really capable of. They think they need to, you know, modify everything right away and get a bigger lift. And, you know, you've got to take a look at where you're off-roading, what kind of trails you're going to be on, and, you know, is your Jeep a daily driver? Um, and I feel like I have become a better driver 
taking my time and learning what my Jeep can do and learning how to pick out the lines. And, you know, it makes it more of a challenge. There are third party vendors out there screaming at I their know. podcast, the <laughs> I know. player device going, no. And also to, and I also to you, remember, you have to, uh, <laughs> you have to spend that tax refund check before mama comes up with something. Right. Oh boy! <laughs> I th- I think you make better decisions though in the parts you pick. Oh, what, um, what was that ever fun? <laughs> yeah. But see, sometimes you know, oh, like wait a minute, wait I, a minute. I we're getting the sage so advice many- from somebody that <laughs> shops while we're doing interviews, right? But you know, I I only have so many Legos I can sell, so I have to this spend that money wisely. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to each his own, though, right? We all have different jeeps we all modify them differently you know what, what's, this your, is just what's your next modification opinion. tammy what do you what what's the modification you want to do next i am not going to admit it to you because you'll tell me i told you so so I'm uh, not tell- it's a bigger lift no no winch oh okay even better ding ding, ding. Yeah. yeah you should have had a winch on it before you did the lift no 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 so, uh, so are you going to go the Warren? Or are you going to go with something that's more reasonably priced? Or are you going to go with low no, end? I'm, or I'm a, no, I'm going to go because I was when I was getting my headlight fixed. Um, I told Jeff, I'm like, God, I'm itching <laughs> to. Um, Jeff is from Adrenaline Off Road, where I take my Jeep. Um, I said, Oh, I'm itching to to do something to my Jeep. I don't know what to do. And he's like, You need a winch. <laughs> like oh, Tony is going to love you. Um, and I'm like, I have no earthly idea. And so he said a worn winch, and oh, I can't remember what he called it, but it's like one of their better ones. And he said he would help me. And he was explaining about. You know, the remotes versus the non-remotes and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to do a little bit more research. And But I got to, my son and I are selling Legos, by the way. Um, oh, wow. I only get 30% this time. I would. <gasps> so, look at yeah. him go. Yeah, get, I know. Learning the business. Get, right on. Getting Good older, on. listening to the show, tired of the yeah. jokes. Yep. Mom's going to pay. Yep. So, Tammy, I would uh, highly recommend uh, not going with a worn winch. Uh, because they are so damned expensive, uh, it is a good winch that's very good quality. But I would uh, I haven't I haven't looked at them a long time, so I would do some research on this. But I would have a look at Super Winch, and I would go with uh, cable, not synthetic, and I would just get a a good basic winch. Anything that has a, a wireless remote, all the other stuff, you can add to it. This gets you something that is a good 9,500 pound uh, winch and gets you something that is reliable but isn't $1,500. I think I paid uh, $500 for my super winch. That's a pretty good price, Tony. Now, that was a while back, and that was through Amazon. And then this isn't an Amazon commercial, but I mention it because I got that 70 pound winch free shipping for $499 off of Amazon. That was a number of years ago. You're not the only. You're not the only one. We've had a couple people in the history of the show buy a winch through Amazon on That's behalf true. of the show using using our link or, or mm-hmm. our button on uh, on our website. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you're you're not the only one taking advantage of that free shipping and and uh, uh, wide selection too. You know, the UPS guy still gets excited when I order oh. Jeep parts, even though he's having to haul that stuff up to my door. What is it this week, Tony? <laughs> what do you got? But I, I'm making a, I, making a delivery to the guy with all the Jeeps. I really, I really like the Super Winch. It's been a really good winch for me. I haven't used it a bunch of times. Haven't been off road a bunch of times. But every time that I have used it, and I have used it to pull uh, uh, other Jeeps out of like mud holes and stuff, 
Uh, very nice winch. And you can always go to synthetic later. You can save money by going with cable. Um, yada, yada, but yada. But Tony, I got to get synthetic so I can get purple rope. Something to look forward to. When you get that itch for modification, now you're only now spending a couple hundred a bucks. <laughs> he's got a point. Now, Tammy, you, you really are approaching this uh, as well as anybody in your position should, uh, knowing that you, you are getting some advice from some knowledgeable people, but you want to educate yourself so that you can mm-hmm. make your own decision and, and, and be comfortable with it. And, and you're definitely going about that the right way, knowing that you're going to have to be doing a little bit of research. you got some homework to do uh, before, you, before you make a big purchase like that. And this is a big purchase. Um, you know, next to a lift kit or wheels and tires, uh, a winch is probably one of the largest purchases you can make for your Jeep. Uh, so it, it's important that you not only, one, be comfortable with your decision spending that kind of money, but two, that you end up with something that is going to fit both your style uh, of your Jeep, but also the the kind of wheeling that you do and the conditions that you live in. Right. I think it was the Xeon he mentioned. Yep. Yep. That's one of their, yep. one of their newer lines. And, uh, yeah. and yes, they are. They are some, uh, some good winches. Yeah, yeah. And Warren certainly is. And frankly... If I was in uh, in their position of making a rec- recommendation, I would recommend something that I know that you won't have any issues with because you, you don't you don't have bad PR with your customer. Uh, right. So, but but that and that's why I say you know I, I like a winch. I'd love to have a worn winch, but uh, I ain't spending twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars or more for for a winch, and mm-hmm. I don't need no competition winch. So I just need something that works. Uh, it doesn't have to be. Uh, real fast. I don't want it really slow. Uh, I just need it to work and be relatively, uh, you know, fast enough to, to get the job done. And, and the super winch has been great. Now, I right. don't remember which uh, episode series it was. I don't remember if it was more than one episode even. Uh, I will say that it was probably in the 300s, but we did an episode or, or more than one uh, where we talked uh, specifically about winches and, and how to, you know, some of the considerations that you may want to Think about um, when buying a winch on a budget. And we mentioned some good tips for people who might be in the market for a winch but don't have the budget for a new winch uh, that might be able to get you a used winch um, with, you know, some, some to get you a good winch, a good used winch, uh, and possibly even a very good winch that's broken that you can just rebuild and end up with a very, very good winch for very little money. Uh, but, you know, whether or not that's something you want to tackle or whatnot, uh, yeah, you'll just have to. Find out for yourself. And I don't know how you feel about this, uh, Josh. You've been out on the trail a lot more than me. Maybe you've seen this too, Tammy. But uh, another way you could look at it is get you a cheap-ass winch. What is it, Smitty Belt that does the XLR8 um, winch or whatever it is? Oh, you, got, a, you got the Harbor Freight with the Badlands winches. You can get nah, a 12,000-pound winch for 299 bucks. No, nah, I don't uh, there's, there's an XLR8. I can't remember if it's Smitty Belt it, or whoever. It is Smitty Belt, but, I mean, they're – you know, I, they're probably as good uh, ha, as far as reputation goes as Super Winch. Um, I mean, you want a cheap winch. Well, I was just going to say, it, it's, not a, it's not a bad winch. That's what I got to put on the front of my wife's Jeep. And I did mm. that because that if that winch is ever used, it'll be amazing. Uh, it's just there kind of like if I get stuck and I need a winch to, to get me out, I'll go get the TJ. Uh, but my point here is, is that you could always start with a very inexpensive winch and then later when you uh, want to get a, a more uh, robust winch, maybe even a worn, uh, you can get a, a tray, uh, a two-inch receiver tray for that winch that you bought, put it in that tray, and then you can use the winch on the rear of your Jeep. So now you have potentially have a, a winch on the front and the mm-hmm. back. Because, you know, usually when you get stuck, the way you need to be winched out is uh, from the, the opposite direction that you're going, the way you, from where you came from. 
So with this, with two winches, you could literally winch yourself either way. I actually saw a, a truck uh, a couple of years ago, Josh, that had a, a built-in a built in rear bumper winch. I mean, it was fancy. I saw a JKU that had a built-in rear bumper winch as well. Uh, it was a much smaller winch, but it was not an ATV winch. I want to say it was around an 8,000-pound winch. He had a 10 a 10K plus up front. Uh, but this was a fair lead flushed into the bumper. Oh, you couldn't yeah. see the winch. I mean, you could see the spool kind of behind the bumper a little bit. But, I mean, it was an amazing build. I, to this day, have not seen anything like that since or, or again. Uh, I almost chased the guy down because I wanted to talk to him about it. It was such a unique modification. I've seen trailer hitch mods. I've seen I've seen the guys that, that will mount a piece of two-inch square tubing in the back of their uh, cargo area. And that's where they keep that extra winch, where they just keep the one winch there, and they have receivers on the front and rear, and they've got like those big, large, quick disconnect club uh, uh, plugs. Uh, they can just plug that winch in either to the front or to the back, wherever they need. But the problem with that is that you've got to lug around a hundred pounds of recovery winch, cable, and cradle, all that you know, and you got to fit it into that two-inch receiver as you're on the side of a mountain. You know, it's just it's a lot well, of work. Well, you could you got to always stick it in there before you take off. I don't know how that True. would uh, uh, how that would hurt your uh, uh, departure angle, though. Uh, I guess it really just depends on how high up the receiver is. But mm-hmm. uh, and you also have to be con- uh, you have to also consider you got to get power back there. So um, yeah. you know, run some nice yeah. welding cable all the way back. Well, there and I was going to say, yeah, some some <laughs> four gauge or you know two gauge aught gauge cable, you know, to go from one battery to the other, or you know, to from the front of the vehicle to the back. That's going to be you know probably a good hundred to two hundred dollars in cable alone. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, so, you know, it, it's kind of fun to think about, and you could oh, it's sure it's something you could always do. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, there are people that have two inch receivers on on their front bumper, uh, on their custom bumpers, and then they just mm-hmm. take the the. Uh, take the the um, the winch tray with the winch and just move it to the front or the back and use it there. There but, you go. You know, and that's another way of doing it, a cheaper way. But I, I like the idea of just hey, oh, that's all right. Oh, I got in the winch here. Plug it in. I've got another one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, I Mr. A, two winch. Yeah. I got a spare. And you know, Josh, talking about flagging people down, I think I'm going to get some handheld flags that say very clearly, large letters, podcaster. F- you? No, F- no. Oh. <laughs> podcaster so when you're trying to chase them down you can lay this flag and they'll go oh it's a podcaster i should pull over and talk to them Lauren, go <laughs> catching up uh, run it's almost here and a matching aluminum foil cowboy hat <laughs> <laughs> so i'll just uh, mention real quick i was getting out of the jeep at uh, work i think it was uh, yesterday morning and uh, my uh, my foot, my knee, something hit the uh, the slider on the the side of my jeep, and I heard a kind of a rattle. So Uh-oh. I I kicked the slider, and I could hear this rattling noise. So you know I mentioned uh, a few episodes back about a rattling noise whenever I'm just driving along, and then whenever I I press on the brakes, the rattling goes away. Uh, I I maybe I don't know why the the braking would make a difference, but. It, it may just be something loose on the uh, on the sliders, you because know, I have combo combo frame stiffener slider, and it has to be welded plug welded to the uh, unibody, which I have never had that done. I don't have a welder, and I haven't really found anybody to weld it. So uh, it could be that uh, the the something has gotten loose on the sliders. Now the slider part of it attaches to the pinch seam, so it's not going anywhere. But it's not also not frame stiffening either because I don't have those plug welds in there. So. 
Yeah, and that uh, would definitely lead, uh, you know, with flex and everything, especially with you being off road recently, that you maybe could have gotten a rock into somewhere, a little pebble somewhere yeah, where it, uh, you know wasn't before. Uh, you know, yeah, I might need to you know get down there, crawl around a little bit. I know you were just under there recently, but uh, you know you weren't looking for you weren't looking for rock slider rattles. Sometimes you got to take a, a BFH and uh, start hitting stuff to find the rattle. Yeah, there you go. Well, hey, do you guys want to join in on the fun? Join the campfireside chat, crack a beer, pull it up, and, uh, well, have some fun with us. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Find out all the ways that you can reach out to us and join in on the fun. And now let's talk about some events that are uh, coming from around the world and maybe in your neck of the woods. And, hey, let us know about an event that you have going on or that you're going to. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Click and fill out our wheeling wear form. And uh, who knows? Your event might just make it here on the air. Now, we got this one in kind of a last-minute submission, but, uh, we, well, we kind of got a dog in the fight on this one, so I wanted to make sure we get a, a, a shout-out. It's the Outer Banks Jeep Jam, and it's happening this weekend as we're recording the show, September 28th through the 30th. It's a weekend-long event. It's happening at the Soundside Outer Banks event site in Nags Head, North Carolina. So if you're anywhere near North Carolina this weekend, head over there and uh, be sure to check it out and say hi to the Route 1-6 team. They're going to be there as well, so uh, make sure, uh, yeah, you maybe even get something in their web orders tent. Uh, and, of course, this one, this is the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association show, the big one, SEMA, everybody, happening October 30th through November 2nd in, of course, Las Vegas, Nevada. For more information on these events or any event that we've had before here on the show and links to all the information, visit the Jeep Talk Show website for this episode and uh, any of the others. And, uh, well, you'll see the links there in the show notes. I'll just uh, mention real quick, uh, uh, Ben Davidson, uh, Jeep Action Magazine, uh, was uh, asking me the other day, so are you going to SEMA? you going to SEMA? you going to SEMA? And I was like, oh. they, they never got back to me. SEMA never. And he gave me two names that he had internal to SEMA that oh, I included wow. uh, that I sent an email to. But um, uh, the point of this is, is that I'll just remind people, if you're going to SEMA, You'll be able to uh, meet up with uh, with Ben out there because he's going to be a judge at SEMA. Uh -huh. Oh wow! Hope I'm not talking out of turn here. So, but but he's going to be there from Jeep Action Magazine, and uh, he's going to be judging uh, the uh, some of the uh, the vehicles. I, I, you know, I guess oh, it was that. Maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe it's some showgirls uh, that he's going to be actually. Uh, either way, judging. really. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed, oh, you know, with SEMA that it would be, uh, you know, vehicle related, probably Jeep related. But uh, so if you're going out there, you'll have to see if you can find Ben and uh, shake his hand and uh, tell him what uh, a gorgeous uh, magazine he has and say gorgeous. Hey, Ben, and uh, next time, uh, maybe set us up for, uh, you know, some 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 co-judging or something like that. I think the Jeep talk show needs <laughs> to make up? an appearance as as the SEMA official judging panel. Uh, I think that would uh, I think that would go over pretty well. Sub judges, <laughs> sub judges, yeah. The, the judges that get the the main judge drinks and things. <laughs> now we're the judges that they put in the sub basement. Is that's where? <laughs> <we're gonna be. laughs> get down there with your microphones. We don't want to see you. Each and every week, you guys get to know us a little better by listening to the show. Give us a chance to get to know you a little better by reaching out and saying hi. Let us know who you are, where you're from, and what kind of Jeep you drive, and what your favorite color is. Whatever you want to say, we want to hear it. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and learn how you can get in touch with us. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. We're sorry. The sway bar you're trying to reach has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you've reached this articulation in error, please get back in your Jeep and try them all again. <laughs> Anti-rock. <laughs> oh, I'm guessing since 2010.
Hey, not ready for the show to be over? Well, we can understand that. Now you can hear more Jeep Talk Show goodness by installing the Jeep Talk Show app. Just go to Apple or Google Store, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit that install button. Not only will you have the latest episode, but our entire library of shows. Plus, and only on the Jeep Talk Show app, you'll have access to bonus content. Look for the bonus content icon on the Jeep Talk Show app and hear what goes on after the interview and after the show. I don't know the brand, uh, but uh, it may be nifty. (laughs) (laughs) Can we have like a, a... can we have like a no joke? God, that one well, hurt. I think, I think that technically, one was painful. I'm I, sorry. I think <laughs> technically these aren't considered jokes, Tammy. <laughs> How can they technically not be considered jokes? Because they're not funny. Well, what's what's worse than a groaner? I mean, that one like physically brought me pain. <laughs> Those are so much fun for me. Oh, that was shitty, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Not unlike your uh, playing in the mud joke. Oh, yeah.